It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Liv Ekpone, joined with Ashley Titians. We are super excited. I feel like every time we start the show, I'm like, so much has happened over the weekend. <laughs> but like, yeah. legit, a lot of things have happened that so, we're going to dive into. Yeah, I mean, stuff has happened on the indoor track, both high school, collegiate level as well. And then you have um, some amazing performances on the road from the weekend too. I mean, there's just a whole lot to unpack and really just preview too, as we're going into the, you know, the weekend here and then in the coming weeks as well. Yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, let's kind of break down what to expect for this show. And we have a very special guest joining us today who is currently a world leader in the sprints. We're going to recap some of the records and the top collegiate marks that went down over the weekend. We're also going to highlight some of the high school performances that occurred at the VA show because we saw national high school records go down and a lot of top named individuals that set really high marks to kick off 2024. And of course, in Richmond, Virginia, this weekend is the USA Cross Country Championship. So we're going to dive into that. So without further ado, I would like to invite our guest who's joining us. We have Carly Macaru, who is from New Mexico Junior College over the weekend at Texas Tech. He set a new NJCAA national record and a Zimbabwe national record of 20.29 in the 200 meters. And like I just said, fastest time in the world this year. So Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Ashley. All right, so what an impressive run that you had this weekend. First of all, congratulations. How are you feeling about kind of where you are in the season after running that fast 20.29 in the 200? Uh, well, I'm happy about my performance uh, for the opening season and, and a bit nervous about it because it's too early for the season to run that fast, but <laughs> I'm really happy to run that NJCCA record. Yeah. And I feel like my, like the next question I have, I was like, there's a lot of hype that goes down. Everyone's like, new US number one, new world leader. And it's like, y'all, it's December and January. Like no one has done anything. But for you, Carly, I feel like 20.29, as Ashley and I talked about before, like that is legit. And so 
like, are you kind of surprised at, like, dropping something that fast so early? Or are you kind of like, all right, I know I've been putting in the work during this fall. Things are coming together. I'm not really surprised about it. So how are you feeling? Uh, honestly, I was surprised to run that fast during, like, the first competition of the season. I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting to run that fast. I was even targeting to run, like, 10.5, 10.7 for the open season. But surprisingly, it went down to 20.2. And I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was what I think one of the fastest times ever recorded in the month of January. Yeah. So just spe spectacular effort there. Now, I want to get a little bit, I know we were talking a little bit off the air before the show started, but I'm just curious, you know, you're from Zimbabwe. What brought you to New Mexico Junior College? Maybe talk a little about that journey, about how you went from Zimbabwe into the States and kind of how you got your start in New Mexico Junior College. Okay, uh, when I was in Zimbabwe, I was trying to find scholarship in the U.S. I really wanted to come to the U.S. to uh, uh, come forward, like to, to perform in the U.S. And um, I contacted a, a few coaches uh, in the D1 schools. No one uh, replied me. So I had a, a, friend, a friend from Zimbabwe who, who was in your possible at that time, and he was, he was saying he had uh, contact with Coach, Coach Henry. So that's how I got contact with Coach Henry, and then we talked a bit, and then I sent him my results for my competition that I had in Zimbabwe. And then he put me on the scholarship. That's how I came to New Mexico. Awesome. I actually do have a follow-up question yeah, to that. Ahead. So, um, you know, looking into your background as well, I believe you, I believe you competed at like U17s and stuff like that. So like you were obviously competing in track when you're, you know, a youth athlete and such. When did you start like really, you know, thinking, hey, like track, I really want to carry this on to like, you know, the next level and like a new chapter per se? Yeah, like growing up, I had like, I was, partic I participated in many sports, but when I was 16, that's when I started realizing that um, I should start focusing on track more because I was now qualifying for national championships, going for Corsosa competitions and, and stuff like that. That's when I realized, oh, maybe this is my talent. Maybe I should more, fo more focus on this thing than all other sports. Mm -hmm. um, just to mm -hmm. kind of circle back, I just about your 20.29, I had a chance to watch the video that Coach Tapari, um, Henry posted to his Instagram. And I mm -hmm. saw a couple comments that were like, hey, I feel like he eased up at the line. <laughs> How did you feel like when you came around that last bend and you're coming down that last 50 meters of that 200, did you feel like you kind of eased up a little bit? Do you feel like you could have gone a little bit faster than what you put out there? Yeah, I want, I I wanted to ease up. Like, okay. I just wanted to run with the guy who was behind me, Sean, Sean Brown from Texas Tech, mm -hmm. who just ran 653 in the final for the 60s. So I was like, I'm just going to execute and run away from this guy because I know he's fast. He got a fast start. So I just wanted to execute. And then I saw him like behind and I was like, okay, that's it. I just have to relax. So I thought I was, it was slow and I just said to, to, to relax. And then it was 20.2. I was just surprised. And then I went out. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seems yeah. like you have a lot of experience, as Ashley asked, like you've had some opportunities to compete at that international level. And of course, I, we yeah. know you competed at Budapest last year, but I want to take us back a little bit to last year. You're a sophomore this year. You started your freshman year at New Mexico mm -hmm. Junior College. You also have four individual school records. You have the 60 meters, the indoor 200 yeah. meters, which obviously you just destroyed this past weekend also but you also have the 100 and the 200 meters outdoors so which record do you feel means the most to you right now and why 
of course it's the 200 meter indoor ngca because <laughs> it was my goal for this year like mm-hmm. i remember when i was in alabama for a visit they were asking us our goals for this year i'll tell them like 200 meter indoor is my target for this year so i'm really glad that i ran that fast and removed that record for Pednarek, and i'm excited about it all right are we thinking 19s what, when we say records in this 200, how fast? I, I'm curious now. Where are we trying to go with this? You set the bar 20.29. Like pretty, you gotta go. You gotta go higher. You gotta go higher now. So what's next? <laughs> yeah, probably outdoor. I'll run 19. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about the next digits, but I know the first two digits will be 19. <laughs> okay. Well, I know we'll be excited to see that happen. Yes. Hopefully outdoors and or even indoors. So that'll be really exciting. Now, obviously, you know, you're focused on your your collegiate season, but, I mean, we can't go without saying it's 2024. It's an Olympic year. You've represented Zimbabwe, you know, at the World Championships last year. Um, You know, I'm actually kind of curious, like, what is the selection process like for Zimbabwe in terms of, like, getting selected to go to the Olympics? Is that something that's on your mind as well, looking ahead into 2024? Uh, Back in Zimbabwe, uh, the competition is not that competitive, like, if you just qualify, if you hit the qualification time for the Olympics, you're in the team. Okay. I see there's no two ways about it. Yeah. So is that, I'm assuming that's something then you're, you know, you're going to go to the Olympics and stuff. And that, how, what is that, you know, how does that excite you? And, you know, what are your goals looking ahead to, you know, training for such a big moment like that? Mm-hmm. Well, if I qualify for the Olympics, I'll be really excited. <laughs> It'll be a great moment again for me. Because last time in the World Champs, I ran against Noah Lyles. It was a really bad race. It was flying. So I hope this year I'll be just in the finals. That, that's the goal for me, just to be in the finals, either in the 100 meters or in the 200 meters, just to be in the finals. That would be mm-hmm. good for me. So is yeah. the goal kind of to double that 1-2? Or are you kind of leaning more towards that 200 a little bit? It would depend with each event. I'll okay. be focusing more. Yeah. Now, I know you just mentioned Noah Lyles. Do you have a favorite competitor that you like lining up with at track meet? <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Noah Lyles. Yeah, I like him. I like I like his vibe. He's always hyped. He's always confident. I like his vibe. And also the great uh, Andrew Tugas. He's a great runner. Mm. He's always so cool, chilled, just runs, execute everything. So I love running them. As well as um, my boy from Botswana, Letile Chiboko. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and of course, uh, Kenny, Benarik, I love running those guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to copy them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Real quick, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll pass it over to Ashley. I feel like I'm very curious. <laughs> when it comes to Budapest, right, like, I feel like that is such a unique stage to be at. You competed at the World Championships. What was that experience as a whole like for you to be able to just toe the line and run against the best people in the world? Uh, it was a good experience. Uh, it was a learning curve for me it was the first time for me to run in the senior world championships um i had to learn one or two things from those big big guys they're so confident when they're warming up they're so focused when they're warming up when they come to the starting line they know what they want to do they know what they're going for so it's something that i learned and it's something that i'm putting in in my work for this year and try to work it out and see how it goes now, you know, I know we've been talking about, you know, the international stage in Paris coming ahead all the way in August, but, you know, what are your goals for the remainder of this indoor season, this outdoor season? Like, what are those things that you hope to execute, you know, over the next few months? Okay, uh, from from 
today onwards, I don't think I'm gonna run the 200 meter indoor again. Maybe I'll see like in the 200 at the nationals in Florida. Uh, that's why we discussed with my coach because that time was really crazy. I didn't expect to run that fast. So I, I want to take a break from the 200 meters for now and start focusing on the 60 meters to try and fix my start because that's the real problem that I still have, like mm -hmm. executing from blocks. So I'm starting to fix that problem uh, from the blocks and trying to run a fast 60. Because if I, I know if I run a fast 60, my 100 will be good and my 200 will be good. So that's what we are now focusing on. And I hope to win both the indoor and the outdoor 60 meters, 200, 100. And then, you know, after that as well, once you're done at New Mexico Junior College, you'll be joining, um, you know, the Kentucky Wildcats out there. That'll be your next home. Why did you decide yes. to continue, you know, your, your athletic and academic journey out in Kentucky? You know, what kind of drew you to commit to Kentucky? Uh, when I visited Kentucky, the environment was a bit different. Um, the coaches were cool, the athletes were cool, they were so accommodative. I loved the place and the the Spence coach, uh, Coach Anderson, he was so accommodative. Like, I felt like I was home, like he had that further thing that he had in him. So I felt like, yeah, this is the right place for me like, than other different schools that I visited. What excites you the most about that next step in your, you know, collegiate journey? <laughs> what excites more is I want to break those college records. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Very bold. Very bold. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So yeah. awesome. All right, Carly, before we let you go, I know we talked about Coach Henry a lot. He, I, We just missed each other at Texas A&M. He graduated, and then I entered in 2011, mm -hmm. 2012. He was a former NCAA champion, two-time Olympian for the U.S. Virgin Islands, for the 2008 and the 2012 Olympic Games in that 400 meters. And he also won three West Regional Women's Assistant Coach Athlete of the Year honors. So he comes in with a lot of experience as an athlete, but also from that coaching side. How has he inspired you from your freshman year last year to where you are now? And how has he helped you to become the athlete that we know you as today? Uh, coach Andrew has been a good coach to me, honestly. He's always there for me and telling me, uh, boy, you know you are fast we just need to fix one two things and you need to focus on one two things so whenever we are training he'll be focusing on those my weak points that i'm still trying to um improve on so for for this year he was like a father figure to me he was helping me everything he was always there for me and it's something that motivated me and uh, made me improve more in whether in class and track and everything. And before I ran that NJCA record, it was the boy just go there, just run your race. You are fast. Your end, your top end speed is good. No one will catch you. Just, just execute from the blocks. Just run those 20, 30 meters. Just run fast and you'll see what will happen. And I, I'm glad I, I trusted him. I'm glad I listened to him. That's what I did and it came out good. So I'm really really happy that I met him and I appreciate it. Yes, round of applause, I love that. <laughs> Carly, on behalf of Ashley and I, I think we both agree, we're wishing you all the best, striving for that 19 second 200 meters, whether it's indoor or outdoor. Just super proud of you, keep up the great work and we're wishing you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so thank much. you for yes. joining us. Thank Take you. Take care, Carly. Thanks. 
Awesome. Wow. So inspiring. Yes. What a great I'm story. A big, I'm a big Carly fan now. I'm a huge now. Carly fan now. I'm yes. like, yes, this guy is legit. I, I like his confidence. Yes. He's like, I'm going to see that 19. And then he's like, when I go to Kentucky, I'm going to make those collegiate records. I'm like, okay, wow. I, I love, love it. that. I love, I love that. I love the energy. Mm -hmm. I love the positive vibes. I love everything. So I am officially Team Carly. So yes. again, he'll be at Kentucky next year. He's currently at New Mexico Junior College being coached by Coach Tabari Henry. Great things to come. And speaking of great things to come, we have a lot to discuss. And let's go ahead and just talk about Houston because Houston was such a big event. That was the Houston Marathon. We saw the American record go down in the half. Yes. Wayne Kalati. Yes. I know we talked about her going into mm -hmm. this race. I wasn't quite sure how she was going to fit. But dude, she just came out there in her her season date, like her debut in the half. Yeah, and we're I, just breaking American record while I'm at it. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if anyone was really expecting something like that to happen. Obviously, yeah. we know you know what a great talent she's been, and she's been pretty consistent over the past few years. Even you know if you're looking back to when she was at New Mexico, and then to where she is now as a pro. Mm -hmm. And I think just ever all the right pieces fit together perfectly. Yes. If you look at for instance, Houston's a very flat course. I ran the marathon course yes, there. Yes, you did. I can, I can you attest to it. It's very flat. Like yeah. you're not going to get like hardly any hills. Um, if you look at the race conditions too, I think it was in the forties. I think yes. it was like forty-five during that Sunny race. Sunny and perfect. Was it raining for you last year? It was humid. It was hot. That's right. It was really yeah. humid. Okay, so nice and sunny, very chilly. Yes. Conditions were ideal. Yes, and so. I think once you put all that together and also the fact that she was in a very quick field as well. I mean, you had ladies like Helen O'Beary in this race who have yeah. won so many races and have a lot of speed underneath them. I think just all those factors combined, I mean, that's what we, that why we saw what we saw, right? And right. so I think it's pretty remarkable. I mean, she ran 106.25, bested Kira D'Amato's previous American record by 13 seconds. Yeah. Or maybe it was, I think, 12 seconds, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it just, I think it really just solidifies, like, where Wayne Kalati is right now in terms of fitness. I also yeah. think, <laughs> I think too, afterwards, I believe I saw, there's just a lot of conversation like, dang, I wish we could get Wayne in this Olympic trials race because yeah. she's never ran a marathon like that. And so, I don't know. I'm I just, don't know. Yeah. So interesting. And then mm -hmm. I, and I know we had a post-race interview with her and she was just talking about how she just wants to train more for this opportunity to be able to just run more half marathons. She wants to get faster and faster in the half and then eventually move up to that full. Uh, so I think this is quite a great start for Miss Kalati. Like, I just think this is so wonderful just to yep. see. I wish I could do that. Let me just go out there for my full first full marathon, just break an American Let's record. Just drop Amer an American record right there. Why not? Why, Why not? not? So. So, actually, let's kind of talk about how this race unfolded a little bit, because you just yeah. mentioned Helen O'Beary, and, you know, she attacked the half marathon course from the start. She hit that 10K in 30.28, which, you know, which was on the track to run a 64.17, and that was the pace that she needed to break the course and the all-comers record of 65.03, but then eventually I think that pace kind of caught up to her. Yeah. She, she had to fall back a little bit, but the winner was from Suteme Kadebe of... Ethiopia, who ran the fastest ever half marathon on U.S. soil by a woman with an official time of 104.37. And on top of that, can we talk about how much money she just made? 27K. 27K. And that includes the win plus the course record. Like, Honestly, I was, I was kind of surprised by this because I feel yeah. like if you look at someone like Helen, she's a very 
experienced racer. Experience, Obviously, yes. you've seen she won Boston and New York City last year. And, you know, I think probably this was a good test for her. You know, it's, you come in, you have someone that maybe we weren't expecting to see win this race. And then, um, you know, she kind of felt it after going out really hard in that first beginning, you know, 10K. And then she kind of fell back a little bit. But I feel like this will be a good... Um, almost like a momentum builder for her. It's like, hey, you got knocked down a little bit, but you can always bounce back and be better. Right, so. exactly. Just a learning experience is what I is how I feel like I interpret a lot of things. I feel like you can't fail something. She went out. I feel like maybe she took a risk or I don't know. She was playing just, with race strategy. Playing you know? with race like, strategy. Yeah. Because if you look at how she, if you look at how she won Boston in New York City, like we all we were there at New York City. Yes. You know how painfully slow that race was. Oh, my gosh, yes. 20 miles. Like, it didn't start picking up until about six miles to go, and that's really when she ramped it up. And so she kind of took a different approach here, going out aggressively instead of hanging back with the pack and just working together. Um, And, you know, hey, like, she tried that out, and so... Again, trying to play with tactics, probably. So Yes, she ended up finishing second with a 106.07. You know, I wouldn't say not terrible, you know, just... Going out there, trying a new race strategy. Exactly, yeah. And just learn from it. Exactly. But that wasn't all that went down in Houston. I feel like we have a few shout-outs that we need to just distribute. Yes. Would you like to go ahead and kick it off first? Uh, sure. First shout-out. Edna <laughs> Kiplagat. This woman. Yeah. I don't oh, know it. my gosh. This yes. This woman. She is an inspiration to me. <laughs> like, so... Edna has been around distance running, representing Kenya, I believe, for just, like, so long. She is a legend in distance running and in marathoning. She's 44 and still just smashing records. She ran 107.52 in that women's half marathon. I believe, didn't she break the world best for Masters Women? Is that correct? Yes, I believe she did. Um, Yes, smashed the world best, yeah. Nonetheless, like, that was just... For me, that was a very noticeable performance. Shout out to to Edna. And she's also running the Boston Marathon, she announced, in a few months. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I love I have that down as a huge shout out Mm -hmm. as well. I also want to give some love to Zohair Talbite, uh, who became the first Moroccan man to win the marathon. Mm -hmm. He ran a 206.39 to break the race's 12-year-old course record by 12 seconds. Lots, Lots of, of twelves. twelves. Lots of twelves. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Yeah. And then I feel like we have to talk about Galen Rep. I know we talked about him last week. Just we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. And I feel like he used that race for a tune-up for the USA Olympic team trials, which will be in about three weeks and finish 14th with a 102.37. Well, so if you're looking at this, he really was trying to use this more to increase his world ranking, but he would have yes. had to run... I believe, under 61 minutes to really improve that ranking. So that kind of just didn't work didn't out. Work out. It's okay. So, we still lined up and took the risk. You know? Still lined up. I still guess. lined up. I, I do think, though, like when you're looking at these times, I think it just shows Houston's a good course. Like it's a fast course, whether you're doing the half, whether you're doing the full. I mean, like you said, we saw, what was it, a 20639 in the men's. Like I feel like that could be now as we go, you know, as time passes and the years go by, like I think that's a race that could really continue to build and get some really elite athletes to come. Yeah, and race. I agree. Perfect opportunity to drop a really fast time for sure. If the conditions, if the conditions are right, are right. If it's not, because you could have had Ashley's race last year and would have been. It was a little humid. Little. It was a little humid. A little humid. My well, hair was feeling a little gross at the end of that race. <laughs> oh so. man. Yeah, <sighs> it just gets. It's we're Austin in like Texas is having weird weather like. Today, we're having... Everywhere's having weird weather. Everywhere is. But, like, this is Texas. It should not be 18 degrees when I wake up. True. 
True. It should not be 18 degrees. Just be good. Glad it's not like negative 20. That's true. <laughs> Our guys in uh, Colorado have been um, making, I guess, fun of us because I'm like, it's like 18. And they're like, it's been negatives. And like today's <laughs> the first day where it's been above zero degrees. Anywho, without further ado, we've had another big record drop. And I almost didn't believe it. Yeah, when me I neither. sent it to you, I was like, is this real life? Like, did this really happen? Yeah, I, I woke up on Sunday morning <laughs> to a message from you, which is a graphic that with the time listed, and I was like, no way. I was no like, way. um, Ashley, I'm not sure how legit this is, but it's it actually did happen. Um, Agnes Nagesh breaks the 10k road world record in Valencia. Let's start there. Yeah. Agnes can get it, she runs. Okay, well, Wait, actually, there's a lot to unpack. So let me just read off some of these stats for yes, you in terms of because we were breaking this, this down. Race. So yeah, she runs 28:46 for the new world record. She's the first woman to ever break 29 for 10k on any surface road track. Theoretically, a track would be faster. You would think. Yeah. No, no. So first woman to break 29 minutes on a 10k on any surface, and then this is this next stat here. This is what is mind-boggling to me. She split. 14 13 at the 5k mark which is the world record mark that beatrice chabet <laughs> like set for the 5k on new year's eve can we let that simmer for a second because i think that's why i was hesitant to be like is this actually real because 14 13 is ridiculous yeah so and like she split that in route to like, the 28 that's 46. a split ashley so, a split yeah i know like I she know. didn't stop at 5k she kept going so i don't know honestly it was all like just kind of shocking to me if you're looking if so, looking at her resume like what she's done in the past she was third in the senior race at world cross country championships last year she was six at the world championships in budapest in the 10k and 31 34. so just laying all those stats out there. So it's ridiculous. Lots, lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. So many mm -hmm. fast splits. And I think she was almost in disbelief when she crossed the finish line, too. Yeah. Like her I, reaction I, was. I don't just know if you've like, seen that video. Yes. Yeah. It was just like her hands like covering her face was just like I would have been the same. <laughs> I've been like, like holy crap. First woman to break twenty nine <laughs> minutes in a ten K. I guess that's the new standard. <laughs> raising the bar we're already kicking off 2024 on a very high note here. it's like it's great but also exhausting for me because then we gotta like go down and break it all down and talk about it yeah but at least great things are happening very fast true. times are coming very true and playing a role here okay let's switch gears let's talk collegiate track and field because this uh, once again professionals had an amazing weekend mm -hmm. But, Ashley, the collegiates also did as well. I know you have a really well-known... Well, I don't act... Well, I personally, I think she's well-known. But great performances. Let's start with Arkansas as a whole. Who would you like to highlight? I want to talk about my girl, Sanu Jallo. That is our, our girl. Our, our girl. girl. Yes. Our girl. So, Sanu Jallo, she was previously at A&M. She transfers to Arkansas this year. And at the Arkansas Invitational, she runs a world lead... Collegiate number three all-time mark in the 600 of 126.52. I was kind of surprised by this. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I was a little surprised. But then I'm like, wait, why am I surprised? Jallo's been someone that even at the high school level was mm -hmm. a was a huge star. I actually, I got yeah. to profile her when she was in high school. She's she, from um, North Carolina, North Carolina right? So, yeah. Um, so me and she probably does not remember me, but I wrote a nice <laughs> little profile on her way back and. Um, 
you know, she immigrated to the U.S. and stuff like that. And so I think she's, you know, she's really, she's just a star in the making. I think she's like one of those young people that I think could be the next great star at the mid-distance level in NCAA. Yeah. If you're looking at what, what she's done already in her collegiate years, um, let's see, she holds PRs of 205 for 800, 53, 15 for 400. I'd expect those times to go down this year based oh, off yeah. that 126, 600. Um, and then... I think this is interesting too. If you're looking back, so last year when she competed for AM, she ran the same event at the Arkansas Invitational to open up her indoor season. She ran 130-32. Yeah. If I saw I, I saw a graphic somewhere, I should have like screenshotted it. She's also in like her name was like tied with other well-known athletes. Did you see that graphic? I think like Britton Wilson was on that list. A thing Mo was on it like oh, that was like the top all time marks for yeah. NCAA. So it's a thing Mo. Yeah. Britton Wilson. Yeah. Sunny Jello. There you go. Mm -hmm. So like great performances from her and like the fact that it's January is mind blowing. I think it just and, shows. And her again, skin I think it's, just, right it's now. great. I think now I'm pulling up my old story that I wrote on her. <laughs> so, like she she comes from Gambia, right? And right. she just you know, she she comes to the US and she's like, you know what? Like she loved running and then she, I believe she grew up just like playing soccer with her friends in Gambia and you know just running back and forth back and forth and so you know she comes and she decides to run track and field and she was a star in high school and I think she just she just really loves the sport which I think is even even better even better mm -hmm. I want to talk about her teammate and I think they're roomies because I saw that on social media too but Shanti Jackson um I I can talk all day about Shanti but <laughs> This young, talented individual went 52-10 in the 400 meters, which is number 10 on the world all-time U-20 list. It's also number 9 on the U.S. all-time U-20 list. Let me just open up with a 52-10. That's fine. And then split 51-7-1 on the 4x4. Same weekend. I don't know. I, I This wasn't really surprising to me. You sound surprised, but I feel like this was just kind of expected. I don't know. Because <laughs> we I all know saw... I'm surprised, but I think it's just the anticipation of it was for me. I was excited. I was like, okay, Shanti's Sometimes opening I'm like, up. like, man, you get really excited about these things. I'm like, I do. This is like, this is like a jog in the park for her. Come on. I know, but it, it's just like when you see them at like that high school level and you see what they have done and then all of a sudden now you're because sometimes it could be hard as a freshman moving yeah. into that collegiate training we've seen it a handful of times where it takes some athletes to develop it takes them longer to develop into that new yeah. program and so whenever i see like a freshman or a sophomore really put out a really fast time yeah i don't want to say well it is early but january but just like early in their collegiate season mm -hmm. i think it's great that's why i get excited for it you know what? I'm excited. They're going to have a legit 4x4 four four team. They you are. think about this. You have Jackson. You have mm -hmm. Jallo. Mm -hmm. You have all their other sprinters in the mix because yeah. Arkansas is always great at those sprints. Yes. <laughs> so this 4x4 four four is going to be stacked. Another athlete, I know we talked about uh, Carly on our show. I feel like just another recognition here. Set a new NJCAA national record and Zimbabwe national record of 20.29 in the 200 meters, which is also the world lead. Also, we had a 1K national record. Yes. Go down. 
Yusuf Bizamana. Bizamana, yes, from, from Texas. Texas. This one I did not expect coming. I did not expect that one either. No. I just opened up my phone, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, we have a new NCAA collegiate 1K record. 218.10. That is legit. That is legit. Yes. From but the we UK. all know this guy is legit. We know he's legit. Yeah. He is a true mid-distance stud, and so... And the fact that it stood for seven years. And I'm really... Ex that, too. And I'm really excited to see what he does. And, again, I think, like you said, like that it, it stood for seven years. That shows how good I think that record is, because I yeah. feel like, especially at the NCAA level, sometimes you see... As people are getting faster, you see records just kind of gradually we get better. Get, get better. Faster, so. All right. And of course, before I bring out another one, um, Alyssa Colbert, Kayla Jackson, huge fans of Kayla Jackson here. They tie for NCAA number one right now in the 60 meters with a 719. But of course, we have to talk about Jamisia Ford. I feel like we cannot move on without talking like, about this, this game. What is this girl eating? I, I, like, what is she doing? I, I want to know. know. I need I answers. Know. What's the secret? Okay. So she ran. The number two all time in the 300 meters. I was like, we talked about it. I was like, this is fabulous, great. Wasn't but it like 35 eight or something? Something like that. Like that. that it was, like that was right before, off, before the new year. Before mm -hmm. the new year. Mm -hmm. So now the I think the next step is like people are like, okay, when, whenever you see a performance like that, you need to back it up. Like yeah. I need to make sure it's not a fluke. Yeah. Uh, 36 flat. <laughs> Basically Fine. the same yes. time. Basically Pretty much backed it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jamisia, I need to know what you're eating and what you're doing. <laughs> what is, what's your the life of Jamisia Ford right now? I just want to know. I mean, we're big fans, huge fans of Jamisia. I mean, I can remember back to when. <laughs> Are you gonna? <laughs> Absolutely. I remember back to when, like, when I first started at Mile Split, and I oh, believe man. it was at Adidas Outdoor Nationals in Greensboro. I think she was a she was a junior that year. And she oh, won no. the 400 there, and yes. I believe she ran 52 point. I feel like that's really when she put herself on that national radar. This girl almost threw up on me in the interview. <laughs> I will remember that interview oh for forever. Oh Hilarious. But I remember. That was Adidas, fan. right? That was North Carolina. That was Adidas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we've been, we've known Jamisia since she was in high, and I know I'm saying that and she's a freshman, but like we've known Jamisia since she was like yeah. 16, 17, yeah. 18. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of been on the radar, but like right now she's just like putting herself out there. I know we were talking about this. Yeah. But I'm going to throw this out there on the bottom. Might throw a curveball. Oh, but we did talk oh, about this. Okay. I really want to see Shanti Jackson and Jamisa Ford line up. Well, we're going to see that. In the 400. At SECs. True. But mm -hmm. do we know for sure that Shanti is going to be focusing on the four? No, but like, here's after the thing. you see that. Because Shanti can run a 60. She can run a two. Yeah, but think about it. You're going to put all your eggs into like SECs. And we'll probably see She's that in NCAAs as well. She's not tripling. NCAAs. This is where you got to know. NCAAs. Ashley. If you're running Ashley for that team Titans. title, if you're running for that team title. You're not tripling. I can tell you that right now. She could at least now. double. She could double. Well, double. That's what I'm saying. But like, what is she doubling in? Either like, way. What is she going to do? Either way, I think she's going to run against her because either way, I think she's going to run the 200. And I think Jamezia would run the 200 as well. So. No, I want the four. I would like the four personally. I want the but, four matchup. But what I'm saying is I we're going to see them run against each other. Yeah, like, but I want it in the four. That's that's my point. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll yes, you're probably right. We're going to see them run, I don't know, maybe the 60 somewhere, 200 here and there. But, like, I want to see them toe-to-toe -to -toe 400 meters right now. Yes. And they're both from North Carolina, so North Carolina I'm battle. I'm telling you, North Carolina is where it's at. <laughs> it's where it's at. I don't disagree with you. North Carolina has, with the, you also have a Kayla Garrett, Texas, 
Like you have some great NC's taking on the, the NCAA. NCAA. They're taking it on. Taking it on. All right, let's move on. Uh, I know we just talked about the big collegiate performances. Another big storyline going into this, we have a two-time Olympian, Desiree Linden, has a very busy marathon schedule. She is just going to be putting two efforts together over three months. On April 15th, Desiree will contest the Boston Marathon for the 11th time, and then 72 days later... Or not previous. Previous, sorry. 72 days after, yes, after running her fifth USA Olympic team trials in Orlando. Lots of... This is... A lot. But yeah. I think it's great. I feel like if anybody can do it, Desiree can do it. Yeah. I mean, like, and this obviously comes, like, news last week. The the Boston, the BAA put out their entries for the, the women's elite field for the Boston Marathon. The men's elite field came out actually just this morning. And Des Linden was one of those really notable names on that list. And, you know, she's a legend, I feel like, in American you know, women's marathoning and has been consistent for so long. And so I'm really not surprised to see her do this because she's a gamer. Like, she's always been one of those that's not afraid to do things a little differently or do what she thinks is best for her and just attack it. You know right. what I mean? And so, like you said, she'll contest the trials and then the Boston Marathon. And we all know how loved she is in Boston since oh, she won yes. the Boston Marathon, you know, back in the day. And, you know, obviously such a huge accomplishment. So... I think that's really interesting, and if even, too, if you're looking the, at the rest of the Boston Marathon field, it, it's very interesting. Yeah, it really is. And I think, like, just reflecting back on 2018, like, she became the first American woman to win the Boston race in 33 years, and I think it's just quite impressive how Desiree is just able to continue running at this level for so long. Because yeah. we see it happen time after time again. Like, I feel like once you... And I'm coming from a sprinter's perspective, right? Like, typically the average is, like, mid-30s. It's it, so that's even different. It. It's so different. It's in so training. different. Yes, mm -hmm. but the fact that she's still able to run at that high caliber is still so inspiring and remarkable. Just to just to witness, I think it's just really great. And yeah, I'm just super excited to see what she does and how yeah. she just bounces back between the two races yeah. that I feel like means so much to her. And she's just gonna go out there and do what she mm -hmm. wants to do yeah and have and fun with it i think we should break down the rest of this women's field at least yeah, yeah. and then maybe i'll briefly because i know the men's field just came out a couple hours ago we can go through that as well yeah um you have 11 ladies with prs under 220 including three with bests under 218 there we go we have the the full entry list there for the women's race um if you're looking at the american storylines you're gonna have emma bates who um, she announced that she's not going to run the U.S. Olympic marathon trials because she's re still recovering from an injury, but yeah. she's going to reshift her focus, hopefully have her eyes set on the Boston Marathon, which will be later in April, and give her time to recover and then have a full buildup for the marathon. You're also going to have the defending champion, Helen O'Beary, right. um, 2022 New York City Marathon champion, Sharon Locati, and plenty of others aiming to win arguably the most famous marathon in the world. So I think that's going to be a really, honestly, it's a really exciting field. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. And then if we're pulling up the men's, give me a second here. <laughs> <laughs> we can look at it for real quickly. Because also, too, you have a pretty, pretty solid field. Okay, here we go. You're going to have defending champ Evans Javet returning for the men's race. You're also going to have Sisei Lima. Mm. He's going to be the entering with the fastest personal best. He ran 201.48 in Valencia in 2023 and then if you're looking for you know some of the american storylines you're gonna have king chess king chess which i know he had not exactly the marathon debut he was hoping for in new york city but he's gonna hey try it again on the boston marathon course which is arguably harder maybe than the new york city marathon course you're also gonna have cj albertson who 
is also kind of like Des Linden. He's going to compete at the Olympic marathon trials first mm-hmm. and then run Boston. Speaking on King Chez here, you just had to, you just got to get the first one out of the way. The first one's always the hardest. And then once you have that experience, then I know the course is going to be harder, but at least now yeah. mentally he knows what to expect because we can't all be like Winnie Kalati. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't go out there and just set records left and right. Very so, true. Great, great lineups here. Actually, any other thoughts before we shift gears for the fourth time? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other things we could talk about, but we can't talk for forever on this show. So <laughs> let's move on. All right, y'all. As I mentioned, this has just been a huge weekend of track and field. Professionals we talked about. Collegiates we talked about. We cannot forget about the high schoolers because these kids are absolutely rolling. And we're going to talk about some of the athletes that we're going to see do amazing things in the future in our sport. Let's talk about... So this weekend, I uh, was at the VA Showcase in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Did not feel as cold as what it does here in Austin. (laughs) Nonetheless, we saw incredible performances across the board from the sprints. Uh, with Mia, Bra- we're going to talk about Mia Brahe Pedersen to kind of kick it off. We saw two national records fall too, but Ashley, let's talk about Mia first. This woman is unbelievable. I I've seen her in person a handful of times, but this woman right now, and just looking even at this image, she is strong. Mm-hmm. She looked strong, fit, ready to go. She starts the VA showcase with clocking a twenty-two ninety-two, which was by far her fastest opener in her career ever. I think last year she went like 23, I have to double check, 23 something um, in Spokane. Hang on real quick as I'm talking about this. Uh, What did she do last year? She opened up 23.43. Her personal best was 22.89 in New Mexico in altitude. So the fact that this this young, talented individual went 22-92 to start the season. Remarkable. And then 722 to win the 60. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I love how you're like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, just Actually, like, I'm chill. I'm like, I'm like, this is normal. a sub-23 in January for a high school girl. Okay, but we're talking about, you say these athletes are unbelievable. Well, then they they're are. Gonna, they are going to run times like this. Like, I'm just being realistic here. Like, this is not shocking to me. Like, 722, 2292, <laughs> she did exactly what I figured. Because let's be real. This, Mia has ran at USATF Outdoor Championship. She has already ran at, like, the high, on one of the highest levels yeah. for track and field in the U.S. for seniors. Let's be real. VA Showcase is going to be a walk in the park for her <laughs> in comparison. So, again, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. No. Also, um, I think what was interesting, just kind of on Mia's story as a whole, in that's in the prelims, she did not get out the best way that she no, wanted to. No. She had to face Brianna Selby, uh, who got out honestly like a bullet and nearly grabbed the win over Mia in that first round. Brianna ended up finishing third in the finals. Adeja Hodge was second in the sixty with a seven twenty-four. So I think. For Mia, she was able to recognize, like, I didn't get out as aggressively as I wanted to. And I know I was having conversations with our colleagues, and I was just like, where is Mia going to finish? And I was like, if she gets her start down, she's winning the 60. Like, I felt like without, I don't want to say without, like, a walk in the park. She did have a Deja Hodge, who is another fantastic individual. Uh, So she looked 
solid. Absolutely mm-hmm. solid. Switching gears, I want to talk about Deja since I just mentioned her. Goes number four all time in that 300 meters, 36.97. To put this in perspective, there have been only four girls in high school history that dipped under 37 seconds. Number one was Shanti Jackson. She went 36.63 to break Sydney McLaughlin's national high school record last year actually at this meet. So you have Shanti, you have Sydney. Francina McCory has also gone sub-37, and then Adeja Hodge became the fourth. So she is in a very prestige tier right now. And I was just telling our colleagues, too, I liked Adeja in this 300 meters because I know she has speed. We saw that. She went 22-3 indoor last year to break the national high school record. So when you add a little bit more distance, and I know she can run a 400, but how fast can she go in a three? So I, I felt like... To just see a 36.97 from her was just absolutely remarkable. I'm just nodding my head because okay. you're, you're going on a roll. And so I'm, I'm like, I'll let you have, let your, have, your, have, have your soapbox and stand on there and speak about these athletes. <laughs> Again, not surprised. I told I you, I, I, told you I predicted 36.96. Yes. She was so close to running my prediction. Like, you can't get more on the nose than that. So I'm just saying, y- y- <laughs> y'all are like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. We'll, 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 like, go into a meet and, you know, with some of these, like, high-caliber <laughs> athletes, and we'll, like, try to figure out what we think these athletes are going to run. And, like, Liv will be so shocked because she thinks they're going to run something that I'm like, they're going to blow that out of the water. I th- Liv, I think we need to raise these expectations now. <laughs> Let's be very what? real. There was no way she was going to run 37.5. She was running under 37 no matter I what. I said 37 low. That's I said still, 37 low. That's still mid She pretty much went... She went 36.97. That's pretty much what I said. No, it is not. 36.97. I said 37 low. anywhere from 37.0 to 37.49. No. No. That's low. When I think low, I think 37, like, 3 is the max. Because well, 4 is pretty much close to 5. I think you need to think about how you do numbers differently. So oh, my gosh. thinking. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking, like, 37. <sighs> In my head, I think, like, 37.1 was where I was. Where I was going. So okay. she, she, two tens, essentially. Okay. Anyways, let's continue. Let's continue. Okay, last week, we talked to our guy, Quincy Wilson. And we talked about he was coming off of a loss in that 600 in New York. We knew he was running this open 500. And to put this also in perspective, we all know Will Sumner. That guy is legit, amazing things, ran for Georgia for his freshman year, went pro with Adidas. Will Sumner has the national high school record in this 500 meters with a 101.27. 25. 25, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Quincy went 101.27, and Quincy went from number nine all-time to number two all-time, broke. And again, this is someone that broke freshman class records from the 300 all the way to the 600 last year. But I was just still mind blown by Quincy Wilson. Just I mean, being he did in two hundreds off in our interview. He did say he briefly dropped that ne- that Will Sumner record in the in the chat when he was talking about yeah. the the VA showcase. And I mean, shoot, he came almost as close as you could to breaking that record. And again, for someone that like just literally turned sixteen, like a week ago, literally a um, week ago, even more impressive. Like this guy is just built for those long sprints and those mid distance events. And again, he's only a high school sophomore and. When you watch him run, like, he, he just looks so smooth and effortless when he is running. Like, it, it almost looks like he's not even, like, working that hard. Right. You know what I mean? And so, I'm just, like, curious now, because I, some other news. We we do know that they, yes. that, uh, so Quincy's, you know, goes to Bullis School. They're attempting this weekend a, to 
break the four by eight high school national record of 736.99. And so we'll get to see Quincy run an 800. Yes, he did. He and, did drop that last week. And didn't he say he thinks he can run like what, like close to 150 or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this really quick. So Quincy, and I know we were just talking about this in the office yesterday. I think this guy can be a 4-8 guy. Well, that's, really, that's what I was going to say. Like, I really, truly really feel like you right can. Now, I am, me and Corey Mull are on the same page. I'm telling you right now, when he gets to college, he will run the 4 and the 8, and he will run the 8 a lot. Like, that is my prediction. If you look at him, he is built for the 800. Because we were talking about in comparison to someone like, say, Jonathan Sims. I, yes. I think people make that comparison a lot mm -hmm. of the times because they're two of, like, the top four, four, eight guy, four guys, really, in yeah. the country and at the high school level right now. And so... If you look at Quincy compared to, say, like a Jonathan Sims, and Jonathan Sims runs the 800. He can run yes. like a 151-800, and, I mean, he doesn't run it all, all, a whole lot, but we've seen him run that, and he can still run 45-12 in that 400. You look at Quincy, I think he could easily run 148 if he actually worked on just the, a few, the 800. Just two weeks ago, didn't we say, like, 150? What did we say? I feel like it was uh, one. I don't remember, but, like, Easily, I think he can turn so into an So now we're saying 148. Runner. You think he can go 148? I think he can turn into like an 800 today. runner. Go warm up, Quincy. Oh, not today. I'm saying he could oh, this could. year. That if okay. he actually focused on the 800, I think he could go 148. Okay. So the Bullis School is, they're setting themselves up to potentially break this 4 by 800 record. 736.99, 14-year-old record set back in 2009 from Nike Indoor Nationals. So we're going to have Quincy Wilson in this. Colin Abrams, who was the anchor. We're going to talk about the SMR in just a bit. But I feel like Colin is like the key 800 guy, right? Like he went 143 mm -hmm. without like by himself, no split, 143 in mid-December. Then you're also going to have Alexander Lambert. 153, excuse me, sorry. 153. Wait. You said 143. Oh, my bad. 153. <laughs> Alexander Lambert is going to be in this mix too. And Julian uh, Robertson as well. So on average, these kids have to go 154. Yeah. So we already know Colin mm -hmm. can go 153 by himself. I can see Quincy. I'm saying 150. I'm going to be, I'm saying 150 to be safe. Like I'm just 150. 150. Okay. Now Lambert and Robertson are also in this mix too. And I feel like, cause they're going to be doing this in New York. They're doing this on Friday. With the energy that's going to be in there, if I feel like people know that they're trying to just drop something fun, mm -hmm. they're going to help them to get around. And I had a chance to talk with Coach Lee, and he's like, hey, we're just out. We're, they're kids. They want to stretch themselves. They want to have fun. So why not challenge ourselves to a 4 by 8 So why not? Mm -hmm. And, of course, Bullis is known for breaking records. So I yes. feel like we're in momentum right now. If it happens... Sweet. Yes. All right. I, I think, like, this is a great opportunity for them to just even get that experience to just say, we're going after something big yeah. and we're challenging ourselves. All right. I think we should go on to the big two national records and to kind of wrap up the VA showcase. Talk. Yeah, I agree. Okay. First things first, since we're on Bullet School, let's just stay on the Bullet School. You had Cameron Homer, Matthew Goins, uh, Quincy Wilson, and Colin, as we mentioned, they broke the SMR. It's super spectacular. Quincy just did his thing. Colin, as I mentioned, ran a 153 earlier this year to be U.S. number two at this distance. And he essentially needed to replicate that same personal best without competition to be able to bring Bullis to a 
national record and they were able to finish nine seconds ahead of the competition so actually when this was happening the crowd i could i literally could not even think it my ears were just ringing and i feel like with the crowd it helped them all to get around and so they crossed the line in 32386 and became the first team in history to break 324 which was super amazing the previous record was 32402 from 2016 from new balance national indoors any thoughts on the bullis smr no awesome okay <laughs> malvern academy this four by four was incredible. Long Beach Poly's record went down over the weekend. It stood for nearly 20 years. It consisted of Adesha Hodge. You also had Michelle Smith, who's a 400 hurdler, 800-meter uh, specialist, Olivia Williams, and Skylar Franklin. And they all, all had amazing splits from 54 10 to 53.79, 55 flat, 54.75 there. And this year is, in the, in the fact that it happened this early, I'm not going to be surprised if it falls again. Yeah, I'm I just mean, not. to me, this was the most impressive performance from one of the most... Actually, yeah, I'm going to say this was the most impressive performance, I think, from the VA Showcase, because that's... I mean, that record stood for so long. It was a 20-year-old yeah, record. Yeah, 20-year-old record. Um, you don't get, you know, four ladies like that on one team very often, and so I think that was the most impressive to me. Just incredible. All right, so that wraps it up for the VA Showcase, and to kind of end the show... This weekend is something special. We're going to preview the USA Cross Country Championships. As I mentioned, this is going to take place in Richmond, Virginia. So, Ashley, let's break all this down because I think it's going to be an interesting race for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Again, like you mentioned, this is how you're going to get the selections for the World Cross Country Championships representing Team USA. I think I found the preliminary entries online. It's been kind of hard to find them, but I believe I dug them up. And just looking at some of the names, um, there are some interesting names on there. Yeah. Um, let's start with the women. Wayne Kalati is still on that entry list, <laughs> which if, you know, if she's going after that and running that, like, that'll be a huge effort for her. Obviously, if she's coming, if she does that, she'll be coming in off of that American record in the, the half at Houston half. And so... We'll see how that goes. You're also going to have Abby Nichols, who is the USATF 5K champion on the roads from New York City in November. I know we got to watch that race, and that was a very well-executed race from Abby Nichols. You're also going to have Katie Izzo, Ali Ostrander, which I know we're all huge fans, fans. of Ali O here, yeah. and then Emily Venters. And those are just a few of the, you know, f that's only five of the names that are, um, you know, going to be in contention in this women's race. Yeah. I'm excited for Ali O. Mm -hmm. Love Love Ali O. Huge fan of hers. But also, as we mentioned, Wayne Kaladi, I'm curious to see if she's actually going to toe the line for the. That is, that is a very quick turnaround to go yeah. from your very first half marathon, breaking American record, to then toe the line for the USATF cross country championships. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Very interesting. All right, who's in the guys' field? Now, if you're looking at the guys' field, just some of the, again, just pulling out some of those names that stood out, you're going to have Cole Hawker, Drew Hunter, Cooper Tier. Um, and then Hillary Bohr and Emmanuel Bohr, which all five of those guys, those, those are, that, they, that intrigues me. How so? I don't know. I didn't expect to see Cole, Drew, and Cooper on that, <laughs> on that list. But hey, I mean, hey, if you want to make a world team, that's kind of the way to go. Like, if you're looking at just the depth of U.S. distance running right now, I feel like we're in a pretty strong place. And yeah. maybe they're, you know, you're, you're looking ahead and you're like, hey, like, this could be my chance to make a world team, run cross. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Plus, mm -hmm. it's Olympic year, so why yeah. not? Mm -hmm. Why not? I'm excited for Drew Hunter here. I kind of peeped on his Instagram, and in his latest post, he had a, uh, a sentence in there saying, no time chasing, 
just who can get to the finish line first. Let's go. I like that. And I was like, true, true cross country. I'm like, I'm all for that energy. Yes. Super amazing. So again, that will take place this weekend in Richmond, Virginia. Woo. Told you that was a lot to unpack for this week. Yes. And before we go, I think we should plug. We have a lot of. Yes. I was about to hand it off to you in events this week. Bring us home. What events do we have uh, on the calendar that sure our fans to can watch? Tune in on Flow Tracks. We'll have a bunch of invitationals coming your way, especially at the collegiate level. You're going to have the Rad Sports Invitational in Gainesville, Florida. You're also going to have um, the Dr. MLK Jr. Collegiate Invitational out in Albuquerque. Really excited for that one. Battle in Beantown at, out at that really quick BU track there. Um, and then we're just going to have coverage from around the network and um you know also on the mile split side and so just be sure to tune into social tune into flow track for all the collegiate or whatever performances you'd want to see yeah exactly so yeah. just a friendly reminder for everyone this is our new time slot we yes. are wednesdays at 11 a.m central time we will so really noon, try not Eastern. to move that yes we're going to try not to move it anymore for y'all uh I'm someone that likes consistency, so this is great for me. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. What an amazing show. Lots of things to recap. Please give us a like, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, your family. Ashley and I love spending our Wednesdays with you in the morning slash afternoon. So enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you again next time.